Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera. And this is Rob Rucha. And you're listening to the Robcast Podcast. Podcast. And uh, we are rolling. All right, we're back on the Robcast Podcast, Mr. Rob Rucha. Yes, Mr. Rob Rivera. That's me, the Robs. And uh, we're shifting gears, getting away from the industry, getting away from music and all this other stuff and we're going into the world of sports so this is your this is your world so my I'm, world I'm probably not gonna have it's a lot to say on this one with the sport of baseball i have bringing on my good friend johnny damon former mlb all-star played with the royals the yankees the red sox the rays the indians i believe the tigers and he's had a incredible career uh two world series um, just probably one of the best hitters out there. Ended his career with 2,769 hits, I think it was. It's a, little a lot. Sh- shy of a th- 3,000, not a 1,000, shy of 3,000. And, um, and he had, uh, what, Grand Slam in the World Series for the Red Sox? And a Grand Slam against my beloved Yankees, and then he joins my beloved Yankees. So he, I don't know how many people can actually say that. That they won a World Series with the Red Sox and with the Yankees. That's crazy. The rivals. So his two rings are rivals. His, his I wonder two if they if they battle in the ring drawer. I don't know, like, but we'll see. We're going to talk all things baseball, and very excited. So let's get Mr. Damon on the phone. How you What's doing, going buddy? On, buddy? How you doing? Doing great. Oh, everything's great, man. Just uh, enjoying Florida. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I'm here enjoying Chicago. I uh, said no one ever. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's freezing up here, man. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. You're my yeah. first baseball player. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so well, that's something I hope to continue. Uh, you know, I said, let me go through the address book. And I've been hitting up most of my friends and my, and my contacts to do these interviews. But uh, you're the first one. I said, you know, I got to call him. He's the one I know the best. Yeah, so, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, um, started pulling up your stuff a couple of days ago um, when I knew I was coming on. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, you you remember when I took uh, uh, Jeter out to uh, the concert in Arizona, and he was like, what the heck is this? I know. He looked out <laughs> to the mosh pit, and his face was priceless. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, uh, uh, that was, like, surreal for me. I mean, I'm, I'm – Mm. It's no secret, my love for baseball, and it was actually my first career choice, but decided to be a drummer instead. Well, and, it worked uh, out. It worked yeah. out, but, you know, I, I always, man, I st- you know, I, that little kid in me is still there when I see a baseball game or, or nice. I, I play catch with my nephews, you know, and stuff like that. And, and But uh, on to you, man. I mean, you've, uh, how many years, were you 18 years? Yeah, I played for 18 years, and um it's crazy. I've been done for seven years already. Um, yeah, it goes fast. Yeah, so, I mean, I was looking through your Wikipedia, and one thing that I noticed is that when you played football, you got a concussion from Warren Sapp. Yeah. That's, um, is that true? Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, we obviously in the uh, state of Florida and uh, Orlando, we have some of the um, best football players um, oh, in the country, and he was an All-American tight end from Apopka High School. And I'm a big size free safety for high school, but uh, I mean, he's 
at least 250 and I'm 180. So it's not fun when you see a guy like that across the middle. <laughs> so uh, what play was that? Can you run us through that play? You know, it was pretty much a uh, release by the tight end. Just um, go up the field. You're an All-American. Yeah. Um, you should be able to catch everything. And uh, um, what I do remember is he did not catch it. And uh, our team won the game on the last second field goal and won 6-3. to three. So it was a uh, very hard-fought defensive battle between uh, two very good, two very rival high schools. So, so, what, so the play with Warren Sapp, what was the actual play that he got you on? Oh, yeah. No, he, he was playing tight end. So, oh, uh, he was a tight yeah, end. Oh. Yeah, he, he was an All-American tight end before he became a uh, uh, NFL Hall of Fame uh, lineman, uh, defensive lineman. So, okay. yeah, he, he just released straight up the middle and being a uh, um, – all-American, you know, they make those catches. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, we just collided. Um, definitely uh, um, got me pretty good, but I'm sure he got a lot of guys pretty good. Over but was he, he was, was he 250 in high school? Oh, easy. Oh, yeah. Because I know yeah. he got even bigger, I think, after uh, once he got, in, you know, to college and to the pros. But I didn't realize yeah. he was that big. That is a big boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At those times, uh, uh, Popka was uh, pushing out a couple uh, NFL players, you know, him and James McKnight. Um, my high school just recently started pushing out a few uh, um, players, like Clinton, Haha Dix, and uh, Milano for uh, the Bills. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a. Uh, there's great competition here. Awesome. So you decided to go that now when you got that hit, is that where you were like, man, I don't know about football or and went to baseball or what what was the deal I, with that? I thought about that all the time. You know, I played football, they gave me a tight helmet, so practice was never fun. Putting on the helmet was never fun. <laughs> um trying to hit guys like Warren Sapp and you know even in practice we had a 230 pound fullback who crosses the middle and I have to uh, try to tackle him and so I always knew my love was baseball um, soccer was my other love but there wasn't much um, many places to go to at that time and plus soccer practice back in the day was mostly just running and running and running instead of like uh, uh, practicing uh um, your trade. So yeah. I, I knew baseball from like six years old. I just um, stood out above everybody else, uh, even the guys who are three or four years older than me. So uh, um, yeah, Warren Sapp's thing wasn't too great. And I just was like, I'm just going to concentrate on baseball. And <laughs> good choice. <laughs> um, and and sure, sure enough, the first play of the next season, uh, the free safety, um, you know, had a neck injury. He ended up being all right. But, I mean, I was just thinking um, that could happen on any play in football. And, um, yes, you can get hurt in baseball, but, you know, um, it's less likely to happen, I should say, because those Well, especially, are- like, for spinal injuries. You know, like, uh, oh. that. I mean, baseball is very rare – the only time I could see that happening, and, and you can't even do this anymore, is when he used to run over the catcher. And, right. you know, and, yeah. and I remember, uh, what's that uh, player from the Giants, the catcher from the Giants? Uh, oh, uh, that was Buster Posey. Yeah, that's why that rule was put into effect 
because he got yeah. a concussion, you know. But and in football, I mean, any play you can hurt your spine. Any single play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys are, uh, you know, absolute beasts. Uh, to be able to run into guys going at your fastest speed every single play, and now with the hurry-up offense, I mean, there's a lot more plays being run today yeah. than, say, 20, 30 years ago. And so that's why there's more injuries, and that's why these guys are absolute specimens because they're um, in and out of the game. If you're lucky, you can uh, – you know, make it past five years, and uh, only a few, handful, mostly quarterbacks can uh, play a lot longer. So uh, it, it's it's crazy. I, I'm glad that I uh, made that decision after my sophomore year, and uh, you know, concentrated on baseball, and uh, I'm enjoying life. I never had a surgery, mashallah. You know, so I um, never really had a major injury except for you know I just located my shoulder um, on a throw, popped it back in, and, you know, I was able to play 10 days later. So that was the only time I wow. was ever hurt. That, yeah, you know, so. considering how injuries are in baseball now, I mean, look at what the Yankees went through this past year. They had, like, almost 35 yeah. players. Yeah. You know, there's so much more. In, like, yeah. baseball players get injured more often now for some reason. Well, Rob, here is the uh, – uh, my assessment of it: These guys, after the season, they start training. They, uh, you know, right away, they're like, "Oh, I gotta get better. I gotta get better because we just lost." No, you need to rest. Um, I never got hurt because, you know, I slowly started getting into it around January. In February, I would go a little bit more, but I'm, you know, I still didn't do like all the throwing and running stuff, like throw. Um, for five minutes at 90 feet, five minutes at like 120, five minutes at 180. No, it's like I'm going to save my arm as much as I can. I mean, it wasn't a great one, but guess what? 20, 30 throws, I'm good to go because I'm not going to make that many during the season, and I don't want my arm to fall off one day. And yeah. so my my training actually started a lot later, and guess what? I never got hurt except for um, running into a wall, grabbing the ball, throwing it, it shoulder dislocated but guess what um i i do like to play so i'm a little tougher than most so i i was able to get back in 10 days but um that's normally like a six seven week process but i uh um i didn't get hurt because i didn't um overwork. push my body yeah. you didn't yeah. overwork yeah o overwork yeah so you so, feel, uh, you feel like a lot of baseball players like they overwork a lot like that's uh because I know a lot of guys, you know, start like guys like, let's say, Giancarlo Stanton. I, I've seen his right. uh, training, it's, which is ridiculous, his training. But, uh, right. uh, like, and he got hurt, you know, and was yeah, really much. A lot. He, he, was, he was mostly, at least he's got, he got hurt with, he's getting hurt more with the Yankees than he did with the Marlins. But, uh, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, that analogy of yours, that makes a lot of sense. I've never really put it, that into perspective. Yeah, and it starts uh, happening, of course, more when you get older. But you also have to see how um, cut up these guys are. I mean, if you have barely any body fat, you're going to your muscles are going to um, ache a lot more. Your tendons are going to be tight. Um, you know, Bob Hamlin, a uh, former teammate of mine with the Royals, he's like, you can't pull fat. So uh, you know, so I I, I actually pulled. A couple of rib cages in my first couple of years with the Royals because I was 
three to five percent body fat. Well, started um, throwing down a few more brews and got my body fat up to ten to twelve. And guess what? I never got hurt or didn't feel bad about it, um, like muscle strains or anything. So, I I feel like the more weight you can have on, and you know, the more not a lot of body fat, but you know, pretty lean. I, I think it helps out, but these guys are working out way too much. And, um, you know, even they're getting to the ballparks now a lot earlier, taking ground balls, making sure they document their workouts and stuff. And when I worked out during the season, you know, it might've been five, 10 minutes before the game, maybe five or 10 minutes after the game, if I felt like it, but just to keep myself strong but not overwork it because it's a 162 game season if you count spring training and if you count the playoffs you're looking at 210 games in about a 235 day process which there's travel days and all that stuff included so uh they're not really days off for you yeah and um yeah i've noticed that i mean you guys play four games in the city and then you have to fly from New York to like Oakland, you know, like yeah. as, as you know, right after the game, you do the you do the yeah. the late night flight, you know. But anyway, uh, you got drafted by the Royals, and um, so say what what year was that? I got nineteen ninety five. You started um, playing that, with the Royals. Oh uh, yeah, I got drafted in ninety two and got called up to the big leagues in nineteen ninety five from Double A. Oh sweet. Yeah, man, I I was tearing it up there, and they said. There's no reason for AAA, and they just um, um, put me in the big leagues. And uh, that first night, I thought I was going to be facing Randy Johnson. I was like, oh, welcome to the big leagues. And uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good thing I missed him. Um, who, who, uh, who was the pitcher you faced first in your rookie season? Uh, Tim Belcher. Um, oh, he I gave up. Yeah. Oh, he, he was great. I, he ended up being one of my teammates, but he gave up. Um, a lot of first base hits to a few people, uh, myself, uh, Derek Jeter, and I know there's a, a lot more guys. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what are your, what's your favorite memories of that rookie year? Like what stands out the most? You entering the, you know, the, what they call the show and you going out on that field for that first time and being able to say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to be here for a while, you know, like in the majors. What, what, was, what was those memories in that, in, of that year? Well, the crazy thing was I never had a major league spring training because there was a strike going on that year. So when I got called up that day, they just released a very popular teammate guy, and they're looking at me like, what's this guy doing here? And we were about three and a half games um, behind in the wild card, and I show up, and uh, you know, after two weeks, we're up three and a half games, and we're absolutely rolling, and... Then it all came on glue. <laughs> um, they, they found out how to um, pitch to me. Uh, um, the manager was giving me uh, a lot more days off than um, I was used to. So I, I hated days off because normally I would be horrible. The next day i just rather just keep playing whether I'm hurt or not and because I know my presence in the lineup was going to be a difference. So, uh, but that first season, like just jumping – out of the gate and just uh, um, pretty much dominating. Um, I know I hit a walk-off home run, uh, which was exciting. Uh, a bunch of my teammates were excited for me. And just that 
um, first year experience, you know, carrying the beers to the bus um, after, um, when we're getting ready to travel, um, carrying the music box for the veterans. I mean, Is that, all that what, was that part of the hazing? Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I was cool with it. And like, being the youngest guy on the Royals for a couple of years, I had to do that for about two or three years, but I happily did it. Um, I, because I'm going to drink that beer too. So I, I was enjoying myself. Uh, the, vet, <laughs> the veterans loved me. They let that's me play awesome. in their, they let me play in their card games. And that's how I got the nickname Johnny Nitro because, uh, I was always up, and I was al always on fire playing cards against these uh, guys who had a lot more money than me at the time, so they weren't afraid to gamble. And here I am, just um, studying everything, and therefore I, you know, got and, my. And you weren't you weren't afraid to take their money. <laughs> not not at all, not at all. They they didn't they didn't pay us well in the minor leagues. So yeah. So I mean, uh, you got there, you know, and who was. Uh, the premier teammate on that first uh, with that first team on your in your first year, who was the teammate you looked up to the most? Man, um, Jeff Montgomery was there. He was the closer for the Royals. Um, Wally Joyner was uh, there. So, Wally, yeah. yeah, what Wally World? So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, there there are so many great guys. Like Tom Gordon was there, and you know he um, was awesome when he. Uh, went to New York and went to Boston and went to uh, the Cubs. I mean, he played, yeah, he's a beast. And he developed some pretty good um, baseball children too. They're, um, they're dominating as well. So uh, that's awesome. It was, yeah, it was great being around him and great seeing those little kids back in the day as well. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, uh, just like you said, like the walk off, you know, like that's not, that is like single handedly probably the best feeling. Besides oh. robbing a uh, home run over the wall, I yeah, figured those probably the my, I played outfield and that was my favorite thing was running down that ball or jumping over the fence. But uh, uh, that and the walk off I think are the two best feelings. Yeah, in the way because you, you're helping your team both ways, you know. So it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'll also have to say uh, leading off a game with a home run is pretty awesome. But uh, what happens with that is the pitcher uh, starts uh, bearing down afterwards. And I, re I remember my rookie year, I hit a leadoff homer in at the Seattle Kingdom against Andy Bennis. And all right, so first batter, we get a hit, get a run. He shut us down for the next eight innings. Uh, we only had one um, – one hit the whole game. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think either situation is dangerous because, like you said, and they give up that one home run. They're like they're gonna readjust really fast, right? And, you know. So, it, but sometimes when they dominate from the beginning too, it's like how do you how do you figure guys out? Like in games like that, when there was a pitcher that was just dominating, you have like pretty much average three to four bats a game. Um, like your second at bat, like just say he struck you out. Your second at bat, what is your mentality going against that same pitcher? Um, try to knowing how nasty he is, and then trying to just um, get a strike. Um, I remember this day I'm playing for the Yankees, and uh, AJ Burnett is pitching for the Blue Jays, and he is absolutely dominating us. And in the seventh inning. Uh, Joe Torre asked uh, Hideki Matsui to go pinch hit for somebody in front of me. Um, Matsui did a check swing, and uh, 
and Tori said something to the umpire, and then the umpire looked at me and said, um, Johnny, what did you say? I, I was like, he just asked for a check swing, and he kicked me out of the game, which I was like thrilled because uh, having to face A.J. Burnett another time. <laughs> um, so that took a couple minutes, and it took A.J. out of the game completely because he had to stand out there. He's thinking, like, what's going on? Why did this guy get kicked out of the game? So – now, whoever comes up and hits for me, um, he gets on base, the next guy, and then A-Rod comes up, and boom, A-Rod hits a three-run homer, and all of a sudden, after being dominated and losing two to nothing for seven innings, um, me getting kicked out of the game, you know, uh, slowed A.J. down, and uh, we ended up winning three to two, but uh, um, so I take that win with a lot of pride. Yeah, that, you know what? That, that it's amazing to see how baseball is a mental game because it that it's amazing how something like that just took AJ out of his comfort zone. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. Um, but it seems like the Blue Jays pitchers always were dominating, and uh, best pitching performance I ever saw was uh, when Roger Clemens pitched for the Blue Jays. I was playing for the Royals, and we don't strike out much. Um, and Clemens struck out 19 of us, and his fastball and his split finger was probably the best I've ever seen in a uh, ball game. Nine-inning ball game, just absolutely dominating. Yeah, I mean, Blue Jays, I mean, I mean, they have Roy Holiday there too. And, you know, and yeah. They had a lot of great pitchers, him rest in peace. But, uh, yes. you know, uh, now uh, getting into – more of the music thing and with baseball. I mean, I obviously met you back with through Morgan Rose. Yes. I uh, was Seven Dust. And I believe, did you use uh, one of their songs as your walkout song? Yeah, I uh, walked out to the song Black. Sweet. And uh, yeah, so I loved me some Seven Dust. And uh, I remember when I met you in Arizona, um, I brought a few of the guys from team USA with me, uh, yeah. Derek Jeter was one of them. And, you know, obviously he loves his, uh, um, hip hop music. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had to somehow convince him to go. I was telling him how the lead singer for seven dust is black. And so you will get along with them just to, <laughs> um, obviously Derek is mixed and yeah. uh, he's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll come out and, uh, I'll, check them out and then uh you guys came on stage first and uh the mosh pits and everything was going and g couldn't believe where he was but you know at the end of the day he had a great time and it's something that we're always going to remember um uh, with each other is that i introduced him to rock music he i think he likes it a little bit more now but uh at the time it uh, just didn't suit his uh, uh, flavor. Yeah, and I mean, I was completely starstruck that night, you know, because, I mean, like I said, the, the Yankees it's, has always been my team, and seeing Jeter there, like, in front of me and, and watching us play was completely surreal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, it's you know, it, it was I crazy. Mean. It was crazy. But, like, you know, I know, like, a guy like you, you love the music, but I, I would never be able to talk to him like I talk to you. I, you know, like, he is, like, right. larger than life for me, and... I don't even think I spoke a word to him. Well, I, I was just—I was just in awe. Too. Yeah, I was just in awe that he was there. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> and, 
Hey, d- don't blame me for being personal, boy. Oh, I mean, no, I love it. Yeah. I love that I can just talk to you on the phone. I mean, yeah. when, when you yeah. agreed to do this, I was so excited, you know? So Yeah, man, and I'm a true rocker. I mean, I, I love your band, too. You guys have some of the greatest hits, and you guys are awesome on stage. And um, awesome guys, too. I mean, you guys have always said hi, and uh, we ha- always have had great conversations. And I definitely need to see you guys out there on the road um, sometime soon. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll be heading. Uh, you still live in the Orlando area, right? Yes, I'm sure yes, we'll I be. Do. I'm sure at some point we'll do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But um, also now, I was looking at your stats, and you left the major leagues with 2,769 hits. Yes. Now, what made you not want to come back and try for 3,000 since you were so close? <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, uh, the team stopped calling when. Uh, um, when you get older, um, when you never get hurt, I mean, teams were saying to me, you've never been hurt. Um, is it going to happen sometime soon? And I always told them that I'm absolutely a, uh, um, beast out there. And, uh, you, you know, another thing is that sabermetric stuff came into the game. So now they're like dictating over a hundred at bats, Jason Giambi is going to hit 7.1 home runs. Uh, Raul Abanez is going to hit six and a half home runs. Johnny Damon is going to hit 6.1 home runs. So they're going to take the guy who hits the most home runs. But what they failed to realize is a guy like me who could score from uh, first base on a double to the outfield. Um, I can steal bases. Um, I, I can still play defense a little bit, you know, so that's the stuff they start looking at. Um, who's going to hit us more home runs for a hundred at bats. And that's pretty much what it ended my career. Cause I had a really good year in Tampa and in 2011, and I couldn't get a, a job in 2012 until May 1st. So I'm 10 weeks behind um, everybody else. And, it's not easy just to walk up and try to hit major league pitching. So uh, I struggled at first. Um, my first hundred at bats, only seventeen hits, but my next hundred at bats, I had thirty three. So th- that was pretty much my spring training, and uh, you know, just incentives started coming, and um, teams. My team was out of the race, so it was time to save money, and you know, it was like, okay, <laughs> uh, this kind of stinks. And plus, I was used to playing. Um, I'm one of three players who have played 140 plus games for 16 straight seasons. And all of a sudden, um, don't have a job, don't know when I'm playing, don't play every day. And just real tough for me to get, um, um, get going. But, uh, you know, it, it was a great run, made a lot of friends out there. The fans loved me. I was always a fan favorite always played hard like even to this day uh you know bumping into people they say that i'm their favorite player ever just the way i um approach the game with a smile and you know always hustled and always tried to break up double plays and so i think that goes a lot further than uh um you know all all the accolades Uh, uh speaking of fan favorite i mean you went from destroying my yankees in 2000 and what was that four four yeah 2004 you came back from uh being down three games which is one of the most amazing feats in probably sports history 
especially against such a franchise, you know, that uh, was yeah. completely unheard of, you know, it's like, uh, so to then the next year <laughs> sign with those Yankees and how, how was that transition, especially being so loved in Boston and you having to cut all that long hair? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you that transition was very hard. Um, it was actually two years later. So uh, we won in 2004. Okay. I think five in Boston, but 2006 was when I went to New York. And I mean, I had no intentions to leave Boston, but you know, when there's no contract on the table and you need to um, <laughs> find a place, uh, what other place are you going to go to besides the New York Yankees? You, you know, they're going to uh, compete every year. You know, they're going to open up their uh, wallets and uh, make sure that they are a very good team. So it was very difficult, but you know what? In 2006, there were only six Red Sox from the 04 championship team that were still with the Red Sox. So yeah. everybody else left, and I was the third guy from the Red Sox to go to the Yankees from that team. But, man, w what a great move. Cutting the hair was all right. It's man more manageable than, yeah. <laughs> uh, than the long hair. But uh, um, I feel like I was in the right spot um, for both teams, you know, winning in 04. Um, closing out Yankee Stadium, uh, getting the first hit at the new Yankee Stadium, winning the last one for Steinbrenner. Um, you know, I feel like I was in the right spot at the right time. And, you know, I definitely uh, um, made it that way, the way I approach the game, the way I carry on the clubhouse. Um, so it, it was hard, um, trust me. And uh, um, they always say being a free agent, it's fun. It it never was for me. So speaking of World Series, I mean, you won two, correct? That's correct. So what between both teams? I mean, the Boston team is that when they were calling themselves idiots? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And and, so, uh, and who and who started that again? Oh uh, well, shoot, Kevin Millard mentioned Millar. to me uh, one day. He's like, "Man, we're a bunch of idiots." And then I I took it to the reporters when they were asking us about nineteen eighteen, and I. Um, said, we're a bunch of idiots. We don't care what happened back then. It's a, it's it's a new era, a new time, and they just run, they just run with everything. I mean, yeah, we uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's all right. We we were able to make fun of ourselves, and that's how we uh, portrayed the idiots. And we knew how to go out there and have fun and drink some Jack Daniels uh, when we're <laughs> down when we're down three games to nothing to the Yankees. So we. Uh, um, we cared for each other a lot, and you know it was great that we were able to want win. But I know you were going to ask me which one was more special. Um, yeah, it's got to be the Red Sox. Um, after eighty six years, um, and all the people we made happy, and all the um, people who didn't get to see it, and the stories that you hear about, it and then how much the Red Sox mean to uh, so many people that that was very touching and. You know, a lot of times when I had my appearances, I would take my World Series ring and let all the fans touch it and wear it and just be a part of it because it's uh, uh, how many opportunities uh, um, does that happen? And it was a lifetime for a lot of people. You know, the, the young kids now in Boston are like spoiled to heck with all the championships that they've won, but the people waited their whole lifetime for a championship and that's that's special 
You know, and speaking, and to me, honestly, as crushing as it was for me to witness, because as you know, I'm, I'm always been a Yankees fan. At the same right. time, as a sports fan and baseball fan, I felt the same way when the Cubs won it a few years back. You know, yeah. like, like it, it meant a lot. I mean, the dedication of Red Sox Nation is absolutely second to none. You know, I've never, I know so many people that are Red Sox fans that don't even live or are even from New England. So that's how much they have spread. Just like the Yankees and Cubs, I feel like have the best fan bases in in baseball, you know, and, and... but I know, I, I mean, I've, went, I've gone to battle with many Red Sox fans <laughs> about <laughs> stuff. You know, Yankees suck, this and that. But I will say that, I mean, I have never hated the Red Sox being a Yankees fan. Some of my favorite players have played with the Red Sox. You know, right. so, okay, so I love baseball in general. You know, like, like yeah. David Ortiz, there will never be another DH like him. Maybe Edgar nope. Martinez. You know, it's a, it's a, in, that, right. in that conversation, but David Ortiz was like, I think, honest, yeah, it was the best, and I think honestly, he could go up there and still play. Right, like, I yeah. realize because I mean, even at the the last year of his career, he was still putting up amazing numbers. So uh, and, yeah, and he's another guy that hardly ever got hurt either. Right, yeah, it's uh, definitely easier to stay healthier uh, being a DH because I did it my last couple of years uh, more, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but David Ortiz, the best clutch hitter in the history of the game. Um, but yeah, I, and plus our Red Sox team in 2004, there weren't too many players that people could dislike because we all pretty much played the game the, um, the right way. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like Manny and didn't like Pedro because how good he was. So it's, but for the most part, you look at our team, you're like, Man, we got Kevin Millar. We got Mark Bellhorn, who like hardly ever says a word. Um, Veritech. Sh- yeah, um, you had Veritech. You had Bill Miller at third base. Orlando Cabrera at shortstop, which was an amazing shortstop. I oh, mean, yeah. um, I mean, he very underrated. The guy can pick anything. He can bunt. He can hit and run. Hit for power. I mean, I was completely surprised by how great he was you guys had nomar garcia para for a while yeah yeah and you know we traded him um to, for, the, Cub, to the cubs right yeah to the cubs uh with the twins um and you know that was the year we traded him and and we get orlando cabrera we get doug mankavich and yeah it was it was just mankavich he played first right yeah he played yeah, first okay. base um um yeah, so that guy could pick it and go glove winner. So, uh, yeah, we, we had a solid solid team, a good group of guys, a couple um, top-notch guys like Manny and um, Pedro. But, man, we uh, uh, we shocked the world, brother. <laughs> I know. You definitely did. And to me, that's one of probably the most special teams. I, I also, like like the '98 Yankees, you know, and and yeah, like it's those teams that you're like, man, will there ever be a team like that? That's possibly the best Red Sox team that's ever played. You yeah, know, that's in my opinion, you know, and and so many great players have come from there, and I, it's it was as like I said, as hard as it was to swallow that. I was so happy still because I mean many people have waited for so long, you know, for that to happen. Yeah. Even play, yeah. even play, I mean the the players on the team say, "Hey, we brought that title." And you got to think about all past teams 
who had right. teams like, you know, Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski, Fred Jim Lynn, Rice. Jim Rice, yeah. and all these people that were all all-stars. All Did you say Ted Williams? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but bro, how sick was the uh, World Series this year? I mean, the Nationals, bro. Like a Adam Eaton had like good at bad after good at bad, and like I feel like he was the key that kind of just stirred the pot where teams were like, how do we approach this guy? And because even if he made it out, <laughs> some bitch saw. Um, 10, 12 pitches. So I was like, man, he reminded me a lot of myself um, just battling and, uh, you know, didn't get much credit. Uh, I, I, wa the, I watched that World Series. I was completely in awe with everything that went on in that World Series. Yeah. Right? The fact that no team won at home right. was un <laughs> unreal. I've never seen that ever in right. any playoff game that not at least not even one, <laughs> one right. game was won. But that was and, – and I was so happy – you know, for the Nationals, like I said, a team, you know, that's never won it. Now they have won, and it's pretty yeah. crazy to think it's the year that Bryce Harper's not there. Yeah, that that and, happens, and the you know? story. Yeah, how, so it's definitely a story, you know. And, and how they struggled at the beginning. I mean, I was um, looking at them saying, how, how are they that bad? I was like, huh. Should I go take a like my, my managerial spot in like the minors somewhere and get get ready to go manage in the big leagues up there? But David Martinez, man, he pulled it together, bro, and um, the team pulled it together. So I I thought that was pretty awesome. And my double A roommate is their hitting coach, and uh, Kevin Long, and he was with me in New York when we won. Oh in yeah, Kevin yeah, Long so, is one of the best. Yes, absolutely. That's and now the speaking now that you brought this managerial thing is that something you'd like to do? Um, I would love to. I know how to run a clubhouse. I know how to deal with people. I think what's hurting me is I am not a big sabermetrics guy. I like to look at the player's heart. I I understand um, what's happening with the shift and all that stuff. But like when I was playing, you didn't have to tell us to shift we already knew what to do. And so I feel like all this stuff is being, uh, it's like overkill. And I know Orlando is uh, pushing for the Orlando dreamers. Uh, you know, we're hoping uh, we can make a move um, and get a major league team because Orlando is such a great place to visit. Obviously Disney universal, they're building another theme park, sea world everything and we also have like the tennis um a big tennis facility that people are uh, uh, moving here for and i mean orlando is absolutely booming and i i think they could support a baseball team in the near future with all the tourists and like 700 new yorkers moving down here every day and probably even more because of the winters up there so uh um and the taxes up there so i mean florida um that's why that's why Florida is booming. So as a manager, you would not take the money ball approach? Um, no, you know, I feel like I understand the game a lot more than the books. I understand certain moves, like you bring in a sidearm lefty to come in and face a guy like David Ortiz instead of like a um, over-the-top throwing right-hander when crunch time is coming. Yeah. I don't like I don't like pulling 
pitchers out of the game if they're struggling in the second or third inning. Like sometimes you have to teach these kids how to fight through situations and sometimes they have to suck it up for the rest of your team because once you start going to the bullpen early, your bullpen is shot for the rest of the series, maybe even for the whole year if you like keep on doing that. And um, I know Philly ran into a lot of problems with that last year with all the pitching moves and and I think it just hurts your team. I think you have to have a gut um, for it. But I also think you need to have uh, great people around you as well, which I would have a, like a great bench coach just in case there's something that I don't see that he sees. And so uh, I, I think I would be great. And uh, being from Orlando, um, you know, just some part, uh, um, with the team, but I think being a manager would be uh, um, incredible. I think you'd be a great one, to be honest, with uh, your experience and your all your knowledge, and I hope that uh, that happens for you, my friend. Thank you, buddy. So as far as now, we got life after baseball, and uh, I see uh, you do something with the charity, the Wounded Warrior Project. So is that something um, that you do a lot for? Is that some one of your big things that you do now that you're not in baseball? Um, yeah, you know, I've been, uh, um, running my foundation for the past 12 years, but, uh, I was the first athlete spokesperson for the wounded warrior. Um, and over the years we have, uh, I, I visited Walter Reed so many times, like every time we played Baltimore and my teammates would say it's seven in the morning. Why are we going so early? I'm like, get your ass up and let's go see these guys who defended our country. And, uh, who who are the real soldiers and warriors and uh, why we have peace. So I, I would take a lot of players to Walter Reed every time we were down in Baltimore. And uh, it was a great experience. And then meeting these guys years down the road. And they said, you may not remember me, but um, you met, we met in the hospital and like just seeing how great they are doing. I put a couple of them in brand new homes. Um, but lately I've been working with uh, the Boys and Girls Club, trying to build a new facility um, just outside of Orlando here. Um, and, you know, just continue to uh, spread the word of uh, being a good person and, and giving back. And so we try to do as much as we can, and I'm const constantly on the go doing it. That's awesome. So on your, you know, when – I know a lot of players come back to do like a special instructor, you know, at the, the when the spring training comes around. Do you ever participate in any stuff like that? Um, I haven't done the special instructor. I have come and, uh, you know, said hi and all that stuff. And when the fans are there, I go and do the meet and greet. So those tend to be a lot more fun and you know, if they need me to come come in, that's no problem. See, our issue right now is we have a lot of young kids, and that's why in five years from now it will be a lot easier to become a manager. Uh, I mean, after playing ball, I mean, we pretty much had four more kids after, so brings a grand total to eight. And so of your that's own, why, yes, yeah. Jesus. So gotta, you got you got a starting now. lineup there. Yeah, two are in college now, and we have uh, six at home still. So it's uh, it's fun from three to thirteen at home. So uh, yeah, that's what's keeping us busy, and that's what's keeping us from like seeing you on the road more. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, imagine getting babysitters gets tough. 
especially for six of them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate this, and, and I'll let you know when this comes out. Good luck to all your future endeavors. I really hope you get that managerial spot. I think that would be really killer for you, and uh, I'm sure any organization would benefit to have you. So once again, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you very much, and keep on rocking, buddy. All right, take care, brother. All right, bye. bye. Well, that was, uh, wow. I love how he talked about how he hardly ever got hurt and how putting some more fat on himself enabled him you to stay healthier. You can't pull fat. You can't pull fat. That's I mean, a, how true is smart, that? That's a smart line. And I never actually knew Damon ever being on the injured list. He, he was never on it, right? Is that what he, he said? said he said that only one time he was. It took him ten days to come back. That's impressive. I mean, today now, so many players get hurt. They're out for six weeks or the whole season. Yeah, it depends. A lot of them get that that elbow thing. They have to do the Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and that the recovery on that is insane. I didn't realize when Boston won the World Series that it was like similar to the Cubs thing of like a huge long drought of oh, it was not a drought. winning. It was a drought. Like and, a lifetime of people. And that I mean, seen and that's got to be one of the most amazing World Series. The fact that they were down three games. And came back. Every game, they had to win. Right. Like, there was no... And the fact that they won and actually went and beat the Cardinals in the World Series, I honestly, I was very happy for the team. I, I honestly feel that they... I think every single Major League team should win the World Series once. That's the reason you go... To play baseball to win that world series so he did it twice and not many people can say that you know like some people just win one some people win five right there's some of those you know guys that have been on the team every year so they get one even if they may not have been a integral part of what caused them to win whereas he was for sure in the oh, boston yeah. game oh, and yeah. You know, definitely moving into the, you know, then with the Yankees, like he even said, a lot of the guys from Boston had moved over to New York. Like that that legacy of the Boston World Series team wasn't there anymore when he was leaving it. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, really enlightening. I had no idea. Like I said from the, you know, intro here in the of the podcast, I had, I'm not into the baseball like you are. I know you are because I see your posts about, you know, not waiting for baseball to come back or how many weeks after football starts is baseball coming back and yeah. when's baseball coming back and how many weeks before pitchers report yeah. and, and all the things that are baseball related. So I'm glad we got a baseball uh, player in as a guest for sure. And that he used to use seven dust as an intro walkout. Song. Yeah. I mean, I met him uh, through Morgan Rose, which is awesome. And uh, I'm glad that we've been able to stay in touch and he's come to our shows and and I saw him on the last time I think I physically saw him was on Shiprocked. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he's good friends also with Mark Tremonti. They actually live on the same street. I oh, think wow. in Orlando, I think. He's good friends with John from Seven Dust. I guess he's good friends with B C actually. B C is really good friends with him and he's always been a personable guy, like he said. He's a personable guy. And, yeah. He uh, was awesome. Uh, this was a great conversation. And I'm hoping this is a start of possibly having more Sports. I'm hoping. I'm going to try to land at least another baseball player. i got a couple in my phone. Yeah. See if one of them will talk to me. So we'll, hopefully they will. Well, you're named after one. So. Yeah, I am. Roberto Clemente, for those who don't know. There you go. We want to thank all of you 
for listening to the Robcast Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to get notified on all future episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Robcast Podcast. And feel free to send us any comments, suggestions, guest ideas, topics, whatever. That is R-O-B-B-C-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Enjoy your day.